Hello and welcome to Funny Business, a podcast for free thinkers. I'm Robbie Hicks. And I'm Lockie Bradford and welcome to Snacks. That was oh, a long intro. No. Oh, oh, well, we'll just move on because have you been paying attention? Zon? We're recording this a day earlier. Sorry to uh, lift the lid on that. But uh, yeah, this was recorded uh, pre-Tuesday and Robbie is in a rush to watch. Have you been paying attention? So sorry. I munged up the, you know, that's the third time now in the last, I'm getting confused. We're doing too, there's too many different intros. There's deep dive now, snacks. I'm sick of us being so creative and having all these different segments. I'm sick of your excuses, mate, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you do the intro then for once. No, you're, you're the captain of the ship. That's what you tell me every day. Oh, shut up, mate. Hey, all right. We're, we're starting off smart company. You know what Tuesday is? Tuesday tech. We like yeah. talking things with tech. Yeah. This article comes from Louis Muskiel from uh, smart company, a retail exciting step. BWX acquires ethical online store Flora and Fauna for more than 27 million. Ethical online goods retailer Flora and Fauna has been acquired by BWX for a potential price of up to 30.8 million, just seven years after the e-store was, was founded by Sydney uh, in Sydney by Julia Mathers. Now this has been a business that's been on our hit list to have on the podcast mm. since one of the original people we had on a hit list. Yeah, heavily Julie, suggested early and heavily suggested. Julie, I'm, if you're listening or this somehow gets to you, congratulations on your amazing business that you've been able to to build, and congratulations on um, the price that you you've done for doing good in the world. If you're I listening, thought, we would love the opportunity to have you on the podcast. I thought you said BWS acquires like beer, wine, and spirits. I was like, that's such a random, that's such a random buy. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations, Flora and Fauna. Yeah. I mean, I think your mum and Em have just, that was pretty relentless early. They were just keen as a bean to get, uh, to get her on. Still no luck though, but how's this sort of stat? The platform has 94,000 active customer accounts and over 300,000 unique monthly visitors. Shit. They're doing something right. They're capturing yeah. attention, aren't they? It's insane. They're doing some good stuff. Good they stuff, are. Al Bradford. Good stuff. All right. What's next? What's next? All right. Next one is... Uh, again, from smart companies, this one's come from Stephanie Palmer-Derian uh, from Startup News Venture Capital. The startup funding round, Athena's record-breaking raise. Uh, so Athena, alternative funding, uh, alternative lending fintech and disruptor of, tra of traditional finance institutions, Athena, has raised a massive $90 million in Series D funding. Led by SquarePeg, the raise also included contributions from a Heaps of high-profile investors, Airtree, Macquarie Bank, Australian Super, Host Plus, Sun Super, Salesforce Ventures, Apex Capital, all making repeat investors. According to the statement, this is the largest ever Australian-led VC funding round with Athena topping its own record from when it raised 70 mil in 2019. In the statement, co-founder Nathan Walsh said he's delighted at securing such support from Australia's savviest investors. Mate, of course he's bloody delighted. <laughs> he just raised $90 million. <laughs> like a Nathan Wiles. Say something you don't, we all don't know, mate. 90 mil. Get out of here, Nathan. You'd be pretty happy with that. Oh, it just seems like there's money flowing in pockets, isn't there? That's it. It's in pockets. Where is it? Which pockets is it going to though? Like, hey, I think I've got holes in mine. I haven't, I haven't seen any. Oh, <laughs> just, just interested. Interested in where, where this money's coming from, huh? The funding will allow the fintech to turbocharge its plans, he added. If banks and legacy home lenders thought we had disrupted the sector, they ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> huh? Pretty tough. Oh, I like that. 
Nathan, if you're listening, well, yeah, we'll get you on the pod too, mate. Well done. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's get you on the pod. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. All right. Next article. Yeah, go on. I'm having a good time. You are having a good time. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about either. So you're surprising me just as much <laughs> as the listeners. All right. This is this is a story that we talked about last week. Remember, I told you a, 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 I informed our funny business community of yeah. a trending hashtag last week on one of our snacks episodes. Yeah. What was it? Scotty from carpeting. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Let's tear shreds off Scotty from carpeting. <laughs> Why did Scott Morrison, this one's coming from the ABC from Alan McCutcheon of RMIT ABC fact checked. Why did Scott Morrison get red carpet treatment on airbase visit when previous prime ministers didn't a red carpet reception rolled out by for prime minister Scott Morrison during a recent visit to an Australian airbase did not follow standard defense protocol. According to two former prime ministers, both Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd could not recall ever receiving the red carpet treatment at Australian military base. A spokeswoman for Mr. Turnbull said the ex-prime minister doesn't recall any domestic air arrivals at RAAF base or commercial airport where he was greeted by a ceremonial stairway guard. Mr. Rudd's spokesman added that Mr. Rudd's knowledge, such a welcome was not standard protocol for the prime ministerial visit to a defence force facility. Ray Martin, remembering Ray Martin? Oh, I like Ray Martin. Yeah, what did he in, say? In 40 years in the ADF with eight prime ministers doing that time, never saw one receive a red carpet and an honour guard for an internal visit to a base until now. Did I miss one? Big Ray Ma bringing the heat. What's, um, and it says, could why it just... is the photo? There's the thing here that says, why is, why is the photo such a big deal? Well, when Prince Charles came in 2018, they didn't even roll out the red carpet for the Prince Charles. Yeah. But who's, is someone is, does Scotty have a manager who's just like, this is going to look good for photos. Like, is he, is it like Scotty from, from photo ops is a massive thing that trends on Twitter too. Yeah. Scotty from photo ops. Yeah. And so, I reckon he was doing marketing, bro. He yeah. ran the Lara Bingle ad. That's fucking weird. Really? Yeah. Oh, geez. So where the bloody hell are you? Oh, okay. Okay. It's all making sense now. He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a weird cat, isn't he? It's just, it's, it's got some eerie vibes to it. It's got some, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to say too much because I'm probably going to get in trouble, but I've, I've got my suspicions about him and just, every, and everything. I just think like this, if this fucker, the world's crumbling, right? Hmm. We're, the recession in this point in time is this the biggest, the, the most amount of people have been out of work. Things have been fucked. People on job keeper, job seeker, people losing businesses, healthcare, whatever, all this sort of stuff. And he's getting people to roll it, stand there in a guard for him and roll out red carpet because <laughs> he wants to look important. You know what it's reminding me of? What's that Sasha Baron Cohen movie? The Dictator. Oh, it's plenty going on. Like yeah. you can't tell, just please give me a, I want to please. What's that? Who did please, please explain, explain Pauline Hanson? Yeah, huh? she did. Please explain. Hey, she's probably not a bad option compared to old Scotty. Oh, you're dreaming. She... You're right. She's off her <laughs> head too. She's off her head too. Is she? You're... What's her latest? What's she been doing lately? Uh, settle down, mate. Huh? I don't have any, I don't have any information <laughs> on Pauline Hanson. No, I'll talk about oh, the prime minister, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to do it. Why? Oh, she's not worth it. She's not worth it. I just remember her growing up and just being on the news all the time, but she knew how to get your attention. Didn't she? She had Trump vibes a little bit. Like she she's just got heaps of Trump vibes. Including yeah, before Trump was even heavily, heavily, heavy racism. Huh? Yeah, she was, wasn't she? Yeah. That's is. Probably... <laughs> oh, is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard much from her lately. I thought she went to prison or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> went to prison. 
I don't know, man. I just want Kevin Rudd back, man. He went to the strippers. He was just a, <laughs> a bit loose, wasn't he, old Kevin 07? <laughs> to the strippers. He did. Uh, hey, um, that's, that's not defamation, bro. You can Google it. <laughs> uh, hey, well, that's snacks of the day. We've come at you hot today. Didn't wind me up. Reading oh, some do, articles. How did you feel about the live show? We probably should do a little bit of a recap. I reckon we do it on tomorrow's pod and talk about because we've just chewed up all the time. All right, we'll do that. Wednesday, hump day, we'll just do a review of us being oh, doing our show. How good is that? How boring is that? Hey, we'll maybe do a bit of snippets or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Maybe we should probably take this offline and uh, figure oh, it out. Perfect. Hey, see you tomorrow.